Welcome to the Leadership Matters Podcast, where we talk matters of leadership because leadership really does matter. Here's your host, Jeremy Albrecht. Welcome to the Leadership Matters Podcast. I am Jeremy, and this is episode 23. I've entitled this one, Just One. And before I even get into any of that, let me first off say, Happy New Year. I trust that each and every one of you have had a chance to uh, to just celebrate the holidays and spend some time with family and friends. And uh, we're glad that you're tuning in here the 1st of January. And, and January is really a month when many people set out with uh, new goals, new resolutions, some ambitions, maybe wanting to start some new healthy habits, uh, you name it. This is the time of year that people most often do that. And so I thought, how fitting then to kind of talk about that topic for the next few moments and uh, maybe I can share some insights and from my own life experience and some stuff that I've come across over the past little while that will help you. Um, It was a few months back I was actually sitting with a young leader uh, who was sharing openly about their struggles with with time management. They were talking to me about just rest and just they had this desire to be more disciplined just overall in their life and, and especially in their leadership. And I sat and listened for some time. So many times I was tempted to jump in at different points and try and fix it all, which is something I naturally tend to do. But I'm, I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress. And I waited for them to finish. And this leader's final statement went, went something like this. I don't even know when I brushed my teeth last. And, and I was like, boom. You know, I didn't say that out loud. But in, in my heart, I was like, boom, that was it. It's as if someone had just turned on a 6 million candle watt LED construction light and the lights went on and I paused for a second and then I said to this leader, that's exactly where we're going to start. I I could tell they were confused by by this response from myself and so I continued to explain that all I wanted them to do for the next month was just brush your teeth two times per day. Just make this one small smart choice daily for the next month. That's all I wanted them to do. And then I followed that up by asking, do you think you can do this? They quickly nodded and replied, of course I can do that. That's no big deal. Now, if you're anything like this leader, you may be wondering right now as you listen to this, how brushing your teeth is actually going to bring any type of significant change to this young leader's life, other than just healthier gums, maybe some whiter teeth maybe less trips to the dentist's office. But even that in and of itself, that is change and can produce all kinds of other changes in our, in our lives. But if you had this thought, you're not alone. And I've actually struggled with the same thoughts um, over the past little while. This story of this young leader is actually a story of so many leaders today who desperately desire experiencing some radical changes in their lives and leadership, but the path that leads them there just seems way too overwhelming. I mean, you ever been there before where you want to set out to do something, to change something, bring some radical change to a situation, maybe your own life, and you just, you sit there and you start to think about it and you start to feel overwhelmed by it all. And you think, man, I don't know if I can do this. And the end result is this, because of these overwhelming thoughts and feelings and not knowing where to start, we end up giving up before we start at all. Because it's just easier to do nothing at all than to, than to start this overwhelming task, or what seems to be overwhelming anyways. However, what I've learned and am continually learning is this, and this is really what I want you to get in this podcast episode number 23, more than anything else, get this. Just one small choice has the power to radically change your life 
and especially your leadership. Just one small choice has all kinds of power that you may not even comprehend or be thinking of. Now, I can't speak for you, but I I don't want to live a life with regrets. Life is way too short to get to the end of it and wish I would have done things differently. And I believe radical changes that you desire to see take place could begin with just one small choice. And it might even be as simple as just brushing your teeth twice a day. So let's get right into this. For the sake of time, why don't we unpack how radical change begins to unfold in a leader's life? And there's a few steps, a few special ingredients to this recipe for radical change that I want to give you and just uh, I want to take a deep dive into these. So the first thing is this. The first ingredient is identity. And here's what I mean by identity. The beginning place for any great change to take place in a person's life or even in, in leadership or establishing any new habit is with your identity. And one of the biggest mistakes we make when it comes to any new habit or new goal, we start the year off and we want to be this or we want to do more of this or less of this. One of the biggest mistakes people make when they're trying to establish a new habit or they've got a new resolution or a new goal in life is failing to make it a part of your identity. Now, James Clear, if you've ever heard of the book Atomic Habits, he wrote the book Atomic Habits, James Clear. In his book, he states that making a new habit a part of your identity is a two-step process. Let me give you these two steps real quick. The first step is you got to decide who you want to be. This is part of the identity piece. Who do you want to be? And I want you to think of the end of your life, as morbid as that might feel or think, but think of the end. Think of your funeral even. Go there, if you will, for a moment and think about the people that will be there, most often the people closest to you, and think about those people. And now I want you to make a list. Get a piece of paper out, a journal, a pen, whatever. Make a list of the types of words, describing words, descriptive words that you want people to use when describing you when they get up to speak about your life and the legacy that you've left behind. I want you to write out those words. That is who you desire to be. That is your identity. And now we've got to work our way backwards and start living that and make sure that we're living that. And so James Clear in his book, Atomic Habits, doesn't just say you got to decide who you want to be. He, the second piece to that is then you got to prove through small choices that that's who you are. Now, if you want to take a little deeper dive on all this and making this list and what that looks like, I talk more, much more in depth about this back in episode 12 of the Leadership Matters podcast. It's entitled Leadership Hacks. It's part one, and it's called Knowing Yourself. And so if you want to take a little deeper dive, if you've not, never done those exercises, I actually go into much more detail about what that could look like for you and how to work those things out and making, uh, there's three very critical lists that you need to make. Um, when it comes to identity. And so you can go back and have a listen to that. So, so this is so important that people start here. So, and here's why. It, it's for the, one of the big reasons why this is so important is, is for when those moments come that you are tempted to tap out of this new habit, this new goal, this new resolution, whatever you've done or are setting out to do here in this brand new year in 2020, is that you can go back to this beginning place. So, so let me paint a, a little bit of a picture. So let's say you want to be a healthier person this year. And so you're setting out to maybe you want to eat healthier. Maybe you want to start exercising. You've never went to the gym or started, you want to start to run or, or just, you know, even twice or three times a week, whatever the case may be. Now, there's a big difference um, from just making that goal all about wanting to live a healthier life versus I'm actually a healthy leader. 
Now, here's, here's where the difference comes in. So when you're tempted to tap out, and so you get up, and you've hit snooze five, ten times in the morning, and you're already late for the gym, and you're thinking, well, why even go now? Like, it's, there's no point. That you could think, you know, it's not a matter of wanting to be healthy and you missing that mark in that moment. You, you can change the phrase, change the mindset thinking behind it and say, no, this is what healthy leaders do. They get up, they get going, they get to that gym, they exercise, they eat right. This is just what healthy people do. Now, that holds way more weight than just thinking, well, I want to be a healthier person. Well, I missed it today, and so I, I, I give up. I tap out. Versus, you know what? No, this is what healthy people do, and so I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to keep doing it because I am a healthy leader. And, and so there's so much more power, and I think this is what James Clear was trying to get to in Atomic Habits. There's so much more power when you actually make it a part of who you want to be. And then prove through small choices that this is who you are. I am a healthy leader, and this is what healthy leaders do. So that's the first component is identity. Make it a part of your identity, this new goal, this new habit, this just one choice that you're going to make this year. The second ingredient is inventory. And here's what I mean by that. After establishing the identity piece you want to have, the real work begins with taking inventory of your life through time. And here's what I mean by, by time. You have to begin tracking your time and how your time is spent. If, if this is really going to get established in your life, this new habit, uh, this new choice, uh, you've got to start tracking things. It's time. In whatever area of your life that you desire to see change, you need to begin tracking that area today. Like, don't wait. Get a piece of paper out. Make a chart. I don't know what you need to do. Just start tracking it. Start keeping track of, of where you want to make changes in your life. And I've learned in leadership that we cannot improve that we're not what we're not willing to track. We can't improve what we're not willing to track. Uh, I, I phrase it a different way too. Various times I do a leadership talk on it, we're motivated by what we measure. And so you've got to start measuring it so you can see actually how much time are you wasting in this area? How much time do you actually have in this area? Because we can't use the excuse, I just don't have time. That's probably one of my biggest pet peeves when a leader will say, I just don't have time for that. We all have the exact same amount of time we've been given, 24 hours in a day. It's not a matter of time, it's a matter of priority. And so we've got to stop letting ourselves off the hook by letting ourselves use the excuse that we just don't have time for something. We don't have time for it because it's not a priority in our lives. And so we've got to be the first to own that. It's just not a priority. It's not that I didn't have time to go to the gym to eat healthy. It's that... I didn't make it a priority. It wasn't a big enough deal to me. And so one of the ways you make it a big deal, you first, you start by making it part of your identity. The second way you make it a big deal is start tracking the amount of time you're spending in this area. Maybe you want to start tracking time spent on your phone or, or time spent being entertained uh, where you just sit and watch and watch Netflix and binge watch entire seasons Here's the deal. Growth is not usually the result of us being entertained. Darren Hardy in his book, I don't know if you've heard of him, he's an author of the book The Compound Effect, and one of the most powerful books I've read in, in the recent while in my life is The Compound Effect. And he talks about this whole entertainment versus education quotient. And, and it is this. It's the ratio between how much time a person spends being entertained versus how much time is spent educating themselves. And he goes on to say that this E to E ratio is what separates the bottom 80%, listen to this, 
says it's what separates the bottom 80% of humanity from the top 20%. Wow, that's a big deal. So I ask you again, what's your screen time at these days? Because I know the power that is in our pocket through these smart devices, these smartphones, and how much time they take up. I mean, I just picked my sons up the other day, and I was looking at his screen time, and he had downloaded this new app and starting to spend a lot of time on this new game, this new app. And so I just went to screen time because it tells you. You don't even have to track it. It's already there. And so I opened up the screen time portion in, in settings there, and I just looked, and I started sharing. With, and he had no idea. And I'm not going to tell you what it was. I'm not here to, to uh, throw my son under the bus. But what I want to get at is this. You don't know until you start tracking, and st- until you start checking. Chances are you're spending way more time there than you even have a clue, you even realize. And so I just suggest start tracking time. And I'm not just talking about your phone. Ta- track everything. The areas where you think you could actually pull up the straps, the bootstraps a little bit, tighten up that area a little bit, and stop just being entertained for so many hours of your day, you, you could actually be using that time totally differently. Um, but it all starts with taking an inventory of, of how your time is spent throughout the day. The next part, after identity and inventory, is the choice. This is number three, and this is really what this entire episode is all about. It's now time to make just one small choice that you're going to make in your life, a change that you're going to make, a a habit that you're going to start. This is really where the radical change begins to take effect. There's a famous quote that says, choices become habits, habits become disciplines, disciplines become character, and character determines your destiny, where you'll end up in life. You see, we have no idea the effect that just one small choice has on our everyday lives. This choice needs to be a smart choice, something that you can actually track, something you can keep track of. And at the end of the day or the month or the week or whenever you're tracking things, you can actually look back and actually say with a yes or a no that you actually did this. So it's not this grand grandiose vision or pie-in-the-sky idea or dream. I want to be this. I want to be that. You can actually measure it. It's got to be measurable. Something that you can actually track and and determine whether you actually did it or you didn't. And uh, let me give you a small example. I made a choice years ago um, when I started, uh, you know, just picking up the whole identity piece and, and wanting to be a healthy leader and realizing this is who I am. If I'm going to be a leader, uh, I'm a healthy leader. And so I started kind of out of nowhere, just going to the gym every day. And so one of the choices I made to help me stay consistent with that choice is to actually pick my clothes out the night before the next day so I could get going and make this a habit, make this a discipline. And so I've been doing this for years now where every night before I go to bed, the first thing I, the last thing I do, sorry, before I get into bed is to pick my clothes out. I put them in my gym bag. It's set beside the bed there. It's really easy to get out of bed. I, I shut the alarm off in the morning. I get out of bed. I grab my bag and I'm good to go. It's all packed. It's ready for the next day. And, and this is no longer a chore anymore. This is actually a habit. It's, it's not even a habit that comes and goes. It's a discipline now. It's kind of who I am. Like my kids will see it. My, my, my spouse sees it. Like this is just a part of who I am. You talk about the person that I am. I'm the type of person that picks his clothes out the night before, before he goes to bed. That's just who I am now. And so this is where that, that famous quote comes back into play. Choices become habits. Habits become disciplines. Disciplines determine who you are and that determines your destiny. 
And so I, I, I'm not going to go into detail, but this has had huge effects in all areas of my life. The start to my day, I now have more time at the gym because I'm not wasting time in the morning figuring out what I'm going to wear or looking at the weather like I do that all the night before. So my day starts off on a good foot, not with a bunch of indecisions or where I can't be or where I'm indecisive and can't make a, a decision on what I'm going to wear. Something so small that can just turn your day down the wrong path and lead you down the wrong trajectory for that day. And so I've just decided to make this one small choice when it comes to picking my clothes out before bed that day. So, so we've talked about identity, we've talked about inventory, we've, we've talked about making that small choice of what it is you're going to do this year. Um, and, and, and now comes a, a very important component called consistency. You see, after making just one small smart choice, it's now time to add some consistency to this choice. And this is why it's so important to choose one choice. And, a, and it's got to be small enough that you can actually be consistent with it. Um, otherwise, you'll let go of it. If it's too big, it's too, it's too major right off the bat, chances are you're going to let it go. And this is why people don't stick with their resolutions because they set out with some pretty difficult ones. Um, James Clear, again, the guy who wrote Atomic Habits, um, he unpacks the concept of the two-minute rule which suggests that with any new habit, you should always start with just two minutes a day. And so whatever that is, if, let's, let's say, for instance, you want to start by being a health, you're going to be a healthy leader. And so that means healthy people go to the gym, they stay fit, they're active. And so you're going to do that. He says that in the beginning stages, it's, it should just be about showing up. Just make it about showing up actually establish it as a habit. And so a lot of times when you're establishing a new habit, the real work is just in making it a part of your daily routine. And so in this new year, if you've decided you're going to be a healthy leader and, and, and that means going to the gym for you, the first two or three weeks, may I suggest just getting the habit established by going, but only being there for maybe a few minutes. Maybe it's just twice a week. Maybe it's three times a week. But maybe you're not there for more than five minutes, two minutes, whatever the case may be. Maybe it's just establishing the, the, the hard work of actually getting up earlier, actually going there, packing a bag, going there, making that adjustment, making it a habit so that habit can then become a discipline. And so clear in his book, Atomic Habits, just to reiterate, he says in the beginning, just make it about showing up to being present for this new thing you're going to start. And I think there's a lot of truth, a lot of validity to that, what he suggests. It's so important that we make it small enough that we can actually be consistent with it. And then the final ingredient is time. The fifth and final piece of, of seeing and experiencing radical change in our lives that we desire over our lives and over our leadership, wherever we're leading, is to do just one thing over a long period of time. You see, it's not just consistency, but it's consistency over the duration of time that actually produces change. We have got to be patient, something that is definitely fading in our society today. Everything's fast. Everything's now. But, but I heard an old proverb years ago, and I think it was actually from a senior citizen when it came to dating and relationships. And it says this, too thick, too quick, won't stick. Maybe you've heard that before. It may sound kind of silly, and I'm not even totally sure the validity of it. But I do think it applies here to establishing any new habit or goal that you may have in this brand new year. That too thick, too quick, and it's just not going to stick. And I see people making this mistake all the time. Like it always amazes me that every January the gym is packed. 
Like, I mean packed. Like, it is so busy. And all these people, well-meaning people, well-intentioned people, have the same desire. I, I'm, I'm going to start some healthier habits here. I'm going to start this new goal. I'm going to start working out just twice, three times a week. And they start off so strong. And then it's interesting, by the end of January, February, and even March hits, and, and we go back to the same regular people that have been there for years. And all these these people with well-meaning, good-intentioned people starting off the year seem to fade off by February, March. They're gone. They're nowhere to be found. And a lot of times they've, they've made this new habit too, too major. They've gone too quick and, and too thick with it. It's too big of a deal. It's got to start small. It's got to be smart. It's maybe just two minutes for the first month, like, like per day, just to get the habit actually established. And it's got to be something you can be consistent with over the long haul. And so don't, you can, hey, here's the deal. You can add as you go. You don't have to start off so thick that it makes it tough for you to, for this thing to stick. Like start small, start with something and then you can add to it over throughout the duration of the year. Like nobody said you have to stay small, but start small. And uh, I just think there's so much, um, there's so much to be said about starting small with any new habit. Um, so here's the deal. It's when we combine all five of these ingredients that we actually develop an effective recipe for the radical changes we desire to see in our lives and leadership. Uh, once again, in the compound effect, Hardy simplifies the formula to this. Small, smart choices plus consistency plus time equal radical change. And he calls this very thing the compound effect. He goes on to suggest that, that the, the super elite in life, the athletes, the CEOs, the you know, business owners, whatever the case may be, the leadership gurus, the authors, people that have done significant things in their life, he says the only thing that separates these elite humans from the rest, it's not that they got up one day and decided they were going to be radically different, that they were going to be awesome, that they were going to go out and do great things. That's not the case at all. They just decided one day to make small, smart choices they could be consistent with over a long period of time, and that's actually what separates them from the rest of humanity. It's the compound effect. And so let, let, me, let me close by giving you an illustration of how this has played out in my own life over this past year of 2019, looking back. You see, the past number of years, I've always had this desire. Every January, I've set out with this goal. I'm going to read more books because leaders are readers. And, and, and so I'm going to read more books. And I, I even had the intentions there. I even had the identity piece there. I made it about my identity because I'm a leader. And so leaders are readers. And so I wanted to be able to offer people when I sit with them or chat with them or even do podcasts like this. I want to have something to pour out, something to give. And I can only give from the depth of what's inside of me. And so I, I knew I need to be reading books. But every year, for multiple years in a row, I would get a couple months into the year and I, that, that goal, that ambition, that, that habit that I was trying to start would drift. I'd get distracted, I'd get busy, and the end of the year would roll around and I had only read one or two books. And so in 2019, um, I decided to, to, that I wanted to see a radical change in this area. And so once I went back to identity, I started there. I knew leaders are leaders of leaders, 
need to be reading. They're learners, and so I want to be reading. And so I am a, a leader of leaders. And so if that's the case, here's the identity piece. Then I need to be reading books. That's just what leaders do. And if I'm going to lead, uh, I need to read. And then I, I, I started doing some inventory and started looking for areas in my life where I'm just spending way too much time being entertained. And so I started tracking things. I started keeping track of the hours spent just being entertained. I was thinking I spent a lot of time in, in my car, even driving. And so how could I make better use of that time in, in my commute uh, or driving to, to have lunch or coffee with a leader um, across this district? And so I, I was thinking, man, I got a lot of time there. I need, I, there's there's got to be more effective ways of using my time, even when it comes to reading. And so then I made the choice. I went to ingredient number three, and I made this choice that I'm. this is where the goal piece comes in where you articulate it, something that's measurable, that is attainable, okay? And so I made the choice. I'm going to read. I'm not just going to read more books because that's pie in the sky. That's dreamlike. That's, there's no way of tracking that. Am I reading more books? And so I, I needed to put a number to it, something that I could actually track and measure. And so I'm going to make a choice in 2019. This is how I started January a year ago. I'm going to read 12 books this year. That works out to one book a month, and that is small enough. I can do that. And now I needed to add the consistency piece. And so I thought, I can do that. And the way I can do that and stay consistent with that, I spent all this time in the car. Nobody said you got to actually read the book. Reading is also listening. Could be through audiobooks. There's this great thing called audiobooks now and ebooks. And so I thought, man, I spent a lot of time in the car. Instead of just listening to sports radio or whatever, I'm going to start listening to books. And... Uh, and so I, I, I took it a step further and I actually made it because I have this, this retention problem in my own life. Maybe you share that too. When I read something, I don't always remember it unless I write it down. Or if I hear something, I don't always remember it. And so I, I've got an Evernote file for leadership um, in, in my Evernote app. And so I just go to that and I've got each book that I'm currently reading. It's a little chart and I've got like the biggest ideas. There's a portion there where I write down the biggest takeaways from that book. So if I hear a quote or a line or something that just impacts me, it jumps out at me. I go to that Evernote file after a, when I'm not driving anymore. So when I park that car, I immediately pull out my phone and I quickly jot it down so I don't forget it. Or I jot down what chapter it was in, whatever the case may be. And so the final piece, the final component after the consistency is, is the time. And so uh, the, compound, the, the, the compound effect for me is this. Over the past number of years, I've been on this, I've been on track to read. So, so let's say for the next five years, like if I keep up with this reading 12 books a year, over the next five years, I'll have read 60 books. That's, that's radically different than the former rate of what I was on, which was five to 10 books over five years. That's radically different. Like that's a massive, massive shift and increase. And here's the compound effect. Like the results from that, from actually just reading what I've already experienced over this past year in 2019 of reading 12 books has been just astronomical. Like the actual content from this podcast episode has come from the books, the 12 books that I've read. Like three of those books have, have been part of the research for this actual episode that I wouldn't have had that content without reading 12 books. And especially the, those three that have impacted this episode and given me the idea to, to, even, um, to even share this episode of just one. And so 
Um, there are other effects to that, even in conversations I've had with leaders and stuff I've been able to give, even the story I opened up with with this leader and getting him to, to, to just brush his teeth twice a day, like that all came from reading The Compound Effect, what I learned through that book. Again, from reading, I, it allowed me to have something to give that I didn't, that wasn't there on its own. And so uh, I just want to share with you the radical change that starts to take place with just one choice. And it might be just a choice to educate versus entertain. So you might be sitting there driving, running on a treadmill, wherever you find yourself today. You got your earbuds in, you're listening to this podcast, and you might be thinking, so, so why do any of this? Um, here, here's the deal. I believe life is way too short. And I think about this often. We don't get a redo at life. You get one opportunity. Whether And I'm not talking... Uh, whether you believe in God or faith or whatever, wherever life finds you and whatever your morals and beliefs find you today, regardless of all that, regardless of whether you, you have faith or not in a creator, we all still get one chance at this life on earth. That's it. We don't get to come back and redo it over. Um, we get one shot, one chance. And so I just believe that life is way too short to live with regrets. Life is way too short to be so connected to the world through social media, through these smart devices in our phones, which are causing us to become more and more disconnected to the people closest to us. Life is way too short to continue with unhealthy habits that are killing you and those around you. Life's way too short to stop growing now and become comfortable with who you are today, regardless of what age you find yourself at or what stage of life you may be at. You can actually keep making excuses why change is too big, too hard, or you can make today just one choice this year. And so I just want to encourage you, um, regardless of where you find yourself in this brand new year in, in, in 2020, um, that just start small. Start by taking um, your identity, who you want to be, maybe sitting down, writing a list out, who you want to be, then start tracking some of your, your areas where you, you waste a lot of time. Start tracking those areas. See what you got available. Then make a choice. Start small. Make it simple. Might even be two minutes a day. Be consistent with it over a long period of time and watch the radical changes start to happen in your life and through your life. And so uh, I close by saying... You have the choice. The choice is yours. And it may just be a matter of one choice this year that you're going to make that's going to produce radical changes that you desire in your life and in your leadership. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next month, remember, your leadership really does matter. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leadership Matters Podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, why don't you take a moment and subscribe on iTunes to ensure you never miss another episode. Until next time, remember your leadership matters.